Yeah. Your mental matters, mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters, yo. Your mental matters ain't a simple pattern. We need to have a central chatter. Food for thought, grab a platter. My mental ain't for rental. I'm essential, man, it's simple. I'm a ripple in the rip, though. I don't wanna sick my ship, so gotta know your mental. Black life is hard, I don't resent, though. Feelings really real, we should present those. Talk about it, you should know your mental matters. I can mental never matters. Mental find matters. Yeah. the button. <laughs> However, hello, and as we say here in the D, what up, though? Um, this is the Mental Matters Podcast. I am back with my pod brother, Jarrell, and I am your co-host, Richard. Um, glad to see you good people out here tonight. I'm going to see outfits, and most importantly, I want to see them shoes. But <laughs> this is the Mental Matters Podcast, all about discussing all things Black men when it comes to our adulthood, our manhood, our mental health, and of course, jerk chicken as we redefine man up properly for the culture. Jarrell, how are you, brother? I'm doing good. I have fun today. You have fun today? I have fun today. Oh, we're going to get into that fun because I like when you smile. I mean, you got some stuff to tell. Yeah, yeah. I like to smile. Okay, good, good. So you may see a third face in the video screen. You may hear a third voice laughing in the background. Um, I am an Instagram stalker, social media stalker, because if there is dope content out there, of people saying dope things and doing dope things. I like to shoot shots and say, hey, you're dope. Come kick it with us. And so this is how we met this young lady here on our screen with us. Ladies and gentlemen, the wonderful Brittany. How are you, ma'am? I'm doing well. I'm doing so well. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for kicking it with your favorite crazy cousins. I appreciate it. No doubt. Um, I do not know if we are actually cousins yet, but because we have the same skin tones, I'm going to assume somewhere, somehow, somebody did that. We cousins. There we go. I will take it all day. So we're going to get into some things today, but most importantly, we got to do a quick check-in. So, Jarrell, what what have you been up to, brother? I, I know you've been... You always stay book busy in black, brother. So what what you been up to, man? Um, everything. Still working as an engineer, still doing real estate on the side. Uh I got me a pair of shoes today. A new uh, pair. <laughs> Shout out to the guy that's always getting the shoes. This that's man stay shoot. I'm listen, ladies and gentlemen. Got more shoes than me. Listen, <laughs> I talk about shoes. My play on my Instagram page is Rich Loves Kicks. It's because I love kicks. Jarrell needs to change his Instagram name to Real Bias Kicks. Like, every time. I swear, it seems like every episode this year, it has been, I bought some kicks. So. Second pair since we last recorded, too. So it's, it's just not good. Jeez. <laughs> I picked up a pair of cool grays last Friday, and then I got the force, the crimson force. Wait, 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 wait. You got another pair of cool grays? That was my second pair of cool grays. Come on. <laughs> you can never have too much, though. Yeah, you can't. And you gonna have like, some. I'm going to keep both pairs. It's like, I'm, I'm going to let my, my brothers get off, so I'm, I'm going to save the pair for him so he can purchase them from me. But I have mm. to pay extremely high resale prices, so... 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's like Robin Hood. It's like, you know, I get a pair and then give somebody else a pair. Okay. I feel you it. Pay what I pay for them, though, but yeah. Listen, because <laughs> I ain't taking no L, okay? Right, right, right. I'm not going to play you, but you, I ain't taking no L. Well, shout out to you on Coppinos, Jordan Four. As you, I just okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, as for me, when it comes to things on feet, I have a new addition to my shoe collection. That is because I am a advantageous person. If I come across something and my people need it, we always figure out how to get it on each other's feet. So I'm sharing. I'm excited. I have never bought Jordan 13s in my life. Oh, wow. And this right here is my latest ad. I t- we tell the people the next Mental Matters photo shoot, me and Jarrell just going to bring sneakers and we just going to have sweatpants and t-shirts. We just going to match shoes. <laughs> like every pair that he ends up getting, I somehow figure out a way to get them. So these are my Wakanda vibes. Mm-hmm. They call them court purples, but I make up my own names. Shout out to the to the late King T'Challa, um, also known as Chadwick Bozeman. Um, he made the Black Panther even cooler than he already was, and I had to get a pair of black and purple shoes. And so this is a good ad. So I'm excited. Um, it seems as if 2022 is not going to be as ghetto um, when it comes to buying the shoes as <laughs> it has been in the last several days, um, months even. But most importantly, Jarrell got another W on the sneakers app. But that's how we're going to leave it, okay? Um, okay. So, yes, that is our latest about what's on feet. Um, there are some upcoming drops that keep getting pushed back. I know Jarrell is tired of hearing about these playoff 12s that just keep getting knocked back to the back burner, back burner, back burner. But I'm not gonna hurt his feelings too much because I know he heard the news and it's kind of sad about it. So we gonna move on. <laughs> ah, so before we get too far into the weeds into this podcast, um, before we can do a personal check in with everybody here, um, I want to give a chance for our esteemed guest uh, to give a brief introduction about who she is, where she's from some school things, what you do. So tell the people who you are so we know who we're talking to. Absolutely. So my name is Brittany, Brittany Channer, and I was born and raised in Toronto. That's my city, you know. I love it here, you know. Was repping it before Drake, so don't get it twisted. Um, (laughs) Because everybody has to bring out a Drake reference every time. So I just had to, you know, shut that down. Um, But... You know, in the day, I'm a fraud investigator. I investigate fraud, you know. You know, it's not something that, you know, I like too much, but it definitely helps work towards, you know, my dream of helping people legally. And in the nighttime, I guess you can say, um, I'm helping, you know, youth in regards to their mental health and in regards to their educational endeavors. So whether that means going to law school, I know, you know, I did the law thing for a very long time and that whole process was just took way too long and just it was very like uh it was very difficult so if I can help other especially black people you know navigate that law process I'm there to help um whether it's helping them get getting a PhD or helping them with the process of a PhD 
um, anything of that nature, or just as someone just to talk to, you know, as you said, like mental health is a big issue right now. And sometimes a lot of people just need someone to hear them out. And I offer, you know, my time just to help people because that's what we need. And you can see the, the spur of, of mental health um, issues that happened as the beginning of the pandemic. So that's a little snippet of what I do. I, I try to mix law, education, and, and just mental health into this big, you know, ball of something. And I just want to do right by people and help people in any way that I can. And that's usually by using the gifts that I think that I was blessed with. So um, that's what I do every day, you know, just try to touch a heart here and there, you know, and that's me. <laughs> Shout out to you, B. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Out here repping F repping T dot properly. <laughs> Not out here on some uh some what's them ugly shoes called? Knock the uh, hot step Drake nonsense that he be on. Um, shout out to you. We we love. I think you are our first ever guest from Canada. Like, yeah, man. You <laughs> okay? Okay. There's so much talent here. There's so much you know, amazing work that's being done here in Canada, especially in Toronto. So, you know, I'm definitely going to have to shoot some people your way because I think they would be amazing for you to, you know, vibe with and kick it with. So listen, we, we always invite cousins to the cookout. Come quick, come kick it with us. You got some family. You got family out here. Yes, sir. Literally and figuratively. I'll take it. Um, so you said you investigate well, fraud, if you will. And it sounds like it's more so on the college university level or? Yeah, it okay. is. You know, what school? If you don't mind me asking, or is that, or is that off the record? <laughs> <laughs> so I went to the school that's about four hours outside of Toronto. It's called the University of Windsor. It's, it's something I didn't go to school for. It's just something that I felt would help me, you know, understand law and its processes. You know, I got to a point where, um, when I was debating about, you know, law school and even even becoming a lawyer, I, I wanted to find, you know, outlets on, you know, educate myself in certain ways in which, okay, if I'm gonna make a big decision, I wanna see how the law affects, you know, this, you know, part of society and this part of society, you know, cause the exactly. law is a broad thing. And, you know, I got this opportunity to do some investigations and a little bit of prosecutions and, you know, I like it, but, you know, I think it's motivated me to actually admit to myself that I do better work if I was a lawyer. I think I do more, you know, passionate work if I decided to really, you know, take the act or take the field of law into my own hands and really, really take this lawyering thing seriously. Okay. Um, but for me, it was just more so just to get my feet wet and see how our legislations and all that other boring stuff works at times. And you know, it, it, some may say it's you know a waste of time, but I think for me, it's just a way to kind of confirm what I already knew deep down inside. Gotcha. I will say there is no such thing as a waste of time around here because as long as you are putting what you want to do to use and getting a lesson out of it, I think it's time well spent. So. Um, just kudos to you for investing yourself and then also helping other people figure things out. So, yeah, you know, it's, I realized, um, law is very, like, it can be competitive, 
And I've, I've noticed with, you know, my several attempts of, you know, just going through the process that people are not willing to like give information, you know? And no. so I, I've noticed that when I hear someone who's in their twenties or mid twenties trying to go to law school, I literally intervene and say, I have a whole bunch of, you know, books and things you need. Anything you need, it's yours. I got tutors on deck. You know, I help you with a personal statement. I'll help you get in anything that's going to make, you know, the process easier. And that's going to allow more black lawyers out there, you know, yeah. because we need to see more of ourselves in these particularly, you know, white dominated professions. And that's what I'll, that's just what I'm about, you know? So whether I make it or not, that's besides the point. I know I can make it. When you make it, sis, <laughs> we don't do that if stuff over here. We speak affirmations absolutely. over here. Yes, absolutely. Damn it. Yes. <laughs> you know, you know, it's just, uh, you're, you know, I'm not even going to question you. You're absolutely right. That's when right. So you're absolutely right. And I just want to be that person that's going to help others as well. You know, I don't want to be up there alone. I need few of my cousins up there with me. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes you, you sometimes it's all about getting into that room, making it making it a curating for the rest of us. So I mean yep. and that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. We love to see it. So the interesting thing is I remember a couple, I would say about almost a month ago. Um <laughs> my significant other. Mm-hmm. is a content curator for a different podcast. You all may have heard about it. Shout out to the ladies at She2STEM. Um, and she sent the video to me. And there was this young lady just speaking uh, very, very candidly about Black men, about men, but I'm going to just say Black men because that's all I care about. Um, about Black men and, um, for lack of better words, the spaces or the people that they entertain um, when it comes to, it's February. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people talk about love in February. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we all, we all have somebody we love, whether that be a significant other, family member, friend. I don't know if there's a gentleman or somewhere or someone that you love particular, like, Oh, that's Bay. I don't know. I'm not here to get in your business, but if you do <laughs> shout out to them. Um. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> surprisingly no but, okay uh, that is surprising but we you know hey listen that means that means he out there somewhere like man oh, for sure. i yeah. gotta figure out how to say this <laughs> so yes <laughs> so big ups um however you gave some very candid insight that i really want to tap into just about like when it comes to men entertaining women and or potential partners and wherever you put your energies, things of that nature. And I promise I want to get right into the weeds of that. Um, but before I do, <laughs> I have to ask one question that we always ask our guests to make sure they are in the right house. They're in the right backyard at the cookout. Um, as you know, this is the Mental Matters podcast where your mental does matter. We want to know, why does your mental matter to you? Because it affects how I communicate with other people. And if I'm going to be a person who prides myself on being my best authentic self, I need to make sure that my mental is its best authentic self. And I can't be my best authentic self 
when I'm not taking care of myself and doing the things that I need to do to ensure that myself as a person is taken care of. So that's why mental, my mental matters. Because if you want the real Brittany, then Brittany got to take care of Brittany. And that mm-hmm. starts with taking care of my mind. This is where I make my money. This is how I interact. Listen, yes. tell these people, this is how I make my money. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's more than money. It's, 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 how, it's how I connect with people emotionally on an emotional level, on a physical level. You know, it's how I interact. It's everything, you know? And if you don't have your mind right, how can you claim that you know me? How can you claim that you know me as a person? It's not authentic. It's not real. And if I'm a person who's going to pr- pride myself mm-hmm. on giving you that real every time that we speak, I have to make sure my mental is A1 all the time. Fast. And if it's not, I got to do what I need to do to take care of that. And that oh. means, mean, you know, removing myself from a certain situation or taking the time to you know take care of me but that's just what it is fast so how do you practice self-care how do you take how does Brittany take care of herself it's funny that you ask that because I feel like I go through a constant relearning process of how to take care of my mental and I feel like every year especially in the winter time you know in Canada especially in Toronto it gets dark and I know you experienced that your guys in Detroit like you know, it gets dark as soon as that fall hits, it gets dark at like 4 p.m. and suffering from seasonal depression. And I feel like every year I have to kind of retrain myself, like Brittany, take care of yourself, you know, because if I don't, it does get out of hand and Mm. I start to panic. I start to, you know, go through anxiety, but I realize, you know, what that means and what that means to me is removing myself from certain situations and that are provide I, I guess provoking the anxiety or provoking the depression um whatever that means you know so to me that means sometimes staying in bed and watching Netflix you know it's part of self-care and honestly I understand how if you're not too careful it can lead into a deeper you know something a bit more serious but for me it just means just having me time just being alone sometimes it means being around like a positive friend somebody who understands me and just sometimes is willing to listen to me and just listen to you know me bear my soul out obviously as I ask for permission if they are willing to hear I don't want to you know just load upon them and that's a big thing that's something I I'm still dealing with and I have to make sure I provide this space where I ask for permission before I you know, dump onto someone because it's, it's a lot. But I think for me, it's just taking the time to be with myself and just be in my own presence. And that sometimes means being away from social media too, because I'm also learning that social media has been adding a little bit much to, you know, sometimes the feelings that I feel, you know, may lead to, I guess, depression or anxiety or, you know, just overall sadness or whatever it is or a decrease in my mental health so I I have to remove certain things from my space and that's just what I do and it helps so I know a lot of people have the same you know uh, they do the same things and you know it works but you always have to find something that works for you and brings you back to once again your authentic self oh so the whole recentering I love it yeah I'm all about that listen I didn't have to 
Mm-hmm. I think it was funny because, um, and we're going to get into this a little earlier, I guess. Um, last week, I was out of the country, and uh, I was rocking our merch. I was rocking my Speak Up for Mental Health merch. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to the podcast merch. If you don't got your podcast merch, get your podcast merch. Shameless plug. Um, however, um, there was a gentleman. He said he was going through some things. He didn't give me the full scoop, but he read the shirt, and he was like, I love that shirt. You don't know how much I need. Need to just read that and reaffirm that, like, you know, mental health is important. Um, and he ultimately was talking about, like, recentering himself because I was like, listen, sometimes you got to take a step back, yeah. get that deep breath in, you know, because you might, because if you don't, that might be the difference of uh, being a free man and going to jail. You might punch somebody in the face. Um, but that's the real thing. And uh, <laughs> I was like, you know, it's, it's okay to warn them. Like, listen. I'm not available right now. I need to step it on back because what I got for you right now is not what's intended for you. So just give me this space so I can be me, um, be my best me, not just me, because sometimes being me might uh, hurt some feelings. Yeah. But, um, so, but that's important. Shout out to you. I'm glad you're able to adapt to the situation no matter what's at hand. So um, I try to. Yeah, it's important. Definitely. So you can stay at the cookout. We will give you a plate, and Jarrell will make you the most amazing jerk chicken. I think that um, he is down is for the cause. Is that a challenge? Because I'm Jamaican, so. What? You got to bring the noise. <laughs> Come on. I'm not thinking that challenge. <laughs> nah, nah. Listen, listen. Y'all can duke it out and I will be the judge. I won't even judge. I'll just keep tasting until I get full. No problem with that. No, that that's disrespectful for me. The challenge and originator. <laughs> It's like it's like being a colonizer. Right, right. <laughs> That's a huge title. That's a huge title. Listen, I'm, I'm sure you season your food immaculately. So you know what? I can't hate. I can't hate it all. Listen, Jarrell look like he seasoned his food. He all moisturized. See this guy? Look at him. I'm just saying. He like he seasoned his food. He like he like his food don't never leave the oven without some salt and pepper at least. You know, bare minimum. And it ain't just regular salt. It's seasoning salt. Let's be call it what it is. Um, <laughs> shout out to the people that are here seasoning their food. That's all black people. This goes out to you. Um, so with that being said, it's actually funny because I spent last, um, I spent Valentine's Day actually in Jamaica. Um, Ooh. yeah, that was quite a time. Um, I think that's how we'll segue into this, um, this love discussion because you know, okay. black love is important and, um, it's important to know what love is and about like who you spend your time with. And I think that we are blessed to have not only family, we all have family and friends and people that we love, um, but us in particular as black men have found a suitable companion that makes us better in some aspects, some aspects of our life. Um, and that is being our spouses. So um, I've seen some people get this wrong. I've seen some people get this right. But I'm pretty sure if I asked Jarrell how he spent his Valentine's Day with, you know, <laughs> G-rated details, that um that he can ultimately show shed some light about how you should, you know, celebrate if you do Valentine's Day. So, Jarrell, how did you spend your Valentine's Day? 
uh, this is one of the more milder Valentine's days, right? So mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like a, a two a two part thing. So the Saturday before we went to dinner at a steakhouse. Um, just did dinner, then we spent the night just with each other, just like looking each other's eyes, all of that mushy stuff. And so, and on Monday, then on Monday, that's when I actually got the flowers, the candy, um, the car and everything. Um, But it was just like in March, we're actually gonna go to Houston for the Jazz and Sullivan concert. So that's kind of like a part of like the Valentine's Day gift as well, you know? So (laughs) it was like Friday, March 4th, yeah, we'll be in Houston watching Jasmine Sullivan. So it's kind of like not all the way finished yet, but yeah, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> As though. You sip my tea all right now. I don't have any tea. <laughs> That's your fault. Gotta have some tea. You gotta have it. If it ain't winding, winding down, sometimes you need that tea. Listen, you better get that water. You better moisturize them. Moisturize them inside. This is what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that's dope. It, it looked as if she enjoyed herself because I saw a Valentine's Day post and I was like, oh, I mean, she still yeah. like you. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's what I said too. I'm like, you still like me after being together since 2013. So it was Listen, because she ain't got to like you, but if she do, <laughs> that's an added plus, brother. So shout out to y'all, man. One of my favorite couples in the world. Man. Y'all my peeps. Um, yeah, for me, um, so this started in Christmas. We talked about this a couple episodes ago. Um, but my Christmas gift involved a trip to our honeymoon spot in Jamaica. Um, we stayed at the resort, the I would say 99% of the time, with the 1% being to and from the airport. Um, it's like it was like the NBA bubble, like when they had the bubble. Like we just stayed at the resort. You had to. For those that are unfamiliar with traveling these days, especially destinations, you have to have this one little lovely thing that we love to talk about so much, which is a negative COVID test. Mm. And <laughs> yeah, see, see how annoying that is? Um, <laughs> so you got to test negative to be able to travel anywhere, um, especially on their properties. And so did that. I probably stayed away from everybody since Christmas um, up until... February 13th, February 14th, whatever. And uh, traveled last on last Monday um, to Jamaica on, Val- on Valentine's Day. Uh, spent the whole day traveling. I didn't have the, the you know, the, the red carpet layout, but um, we did have a great dinner upon arrival. Had a surfing turf, had a bottle of wine. Just enjoy each other's company that day as well as the rest of the week. Um, the good thing about a vacation is that one, we had not been on a vacation since 2019. Um, and then two, um, it's a resort. So any and everything you wanted to do on a resort was right there in front of you. So between couples massages to getting her a facial to dinner reservations to just being complete beach bums, um, that's what we got to do. Enjoy Valentine's week and not day. So um, I'm a little darker than than I was probably a week ago, and I love it. It'll probably fade away soon because I'm back in Michigan. But um, 
Yeah, you know, we just I, I did not make an Instagram post oh. um because I was in, I was traveling all day. Like I was I was at the airport at six in the morning. Ooh. We got there like two, one o'clock, two o'clock. Oh. Had to travel an hour and a half to get to the resort. By the time we got there and showered, I was like, oh listen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll do an Instagram post later. We're just gonna we're just gonna flood these stories. And just tease people with all this sunny weather and beautiful water views. So um, it was dope just to um, enjoy her company and just be with, be with Boo and, uh, you know, just have a full Valentine's week experience. Most importantly, a vacation. That was much needed. So, um, so yeah, it was cool. But now we got to start preparing for the next one. Um, but that came to practice that came with choosing the right spouse that came with the trial period of dating that came with sometimes some real ass discussions if you really like me or not and um, sometimes you may choose the right person and give you the right energy sometimes you choose the wrong person sometimes you got your energy distributed on too many things so now we're going to tap into this whole video and I'm going to try to find it again because I'm that person. I'm, I'm, I'm that person. I'm a, I know you love, I know you love hearing yourself and seeing videos of yourself. You know, you probably like, man, why he pulling up this dang on video right now? I don't care. Damn it. I'm going to do this. Now I got to find it. But um, there's this Instagram page. If you guys aren't following it, we'll give you a chance to shout out yours later. But uh, I believe it was called the Cuffing Season or Cuffing Season. Cuffing Season. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about Cuffing Season. What in the world is Cuffing Season? So I Cuffing Season is a podcast um, based out of Toronto. Um, I was asked to be, you know, a guest speaker on Cuffing Season. And the term Cuffing Season refers to I'm not sure if you guys use the term but it's it refers to a period within you know before winter um and but kind of before spring where you know you want to get booed up because it's cold and you're not really outside socialing much so you want to have a little boo for you know that you know when it starts to get colder so I would suggest maybe around like the beginning of fall all through winter and then cuffing season kind of ends right kind of at the beginning of spring because it starts to get hotter. Oh, it is. Yeah. So y'all, oh, so this is a designated period where y'all just, y'all just be like, oh, we're done. All right, back to it. Yeah. See, you probably had a good dude around, but you broke, you broke this heart. That's what happened, B. That was a whole story. I'm lying. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's a, a yearly joke that comes every year. You know, um, I've definitely heard it used in the States by a lot of people, but I know down here in Toronto, we, we make a, you know, a yearly joke where around, you know, maybe October, you'll see little memes like, all right, it's the draft season for cuffing season, you know, we're yep. going to the draft. And then by like November, you, you have your main pick and then you, you know, it's just a meme, but that's usually what the term is. You know, you find a boo that you will cuff, you know, you spend time with, you know, with it usually within a, you know, physical, intimate nature. And usually by the time it gets hot, you know, you say your goodbyes because you're outside and you're parlaying like you, 
you know, having fun. And that's just what it is, you know, it's just a brief period. It, it doesn't, it's not brief to us because winter feels like forever down here, but it's like a period where you're just booed up in the house, you know? And then once it starts to get hot again, you're like, all right, your services are, are done, you know? Nice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so does this mean that a person that was previously cuffed, can they reapply the following year? Oh, absolutely. But you have to understand that there may be, you know, new draft picks that you have to go uh, through, you know? <laughs> so, oh, wow. So this to clean the roster every year, y'all. <laughs> Ladies know? and gentlemen. Right. <laughs> you got competition. You <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, but that podcast is more so about talking about issues regarding relationships, you know, marriages, you know, um, I'm, you know, shout out to Joelle and Chanel if I'm doing a horrible job describing the, the podcast in general, but based on what I've noticed about the podcast, it's more so a relationship, you know, love-centered um, podcast, you know, talks about issues that are dealt with in relationships, within interactions between men and women, you know, why is there such a chasm between men and women and, or marriages and it's just, it's just a really good space where people can, you know, tell their truths and voice their truths. And as you are aware, like I told my truth and I'm on that, you know. Oh, yes, you did. I did. That is why we are here now. Because <laughs> we need, granted, the whole video can be found on YouTube. The cuffing season can be found. Well, cuffing season can be found on YouTube. Um, but yeah, so. <laughs> it's funny because I'm looking at you and I'm looking at the video. I'm looking at you and looking at the video. But um, so I don't know how much you remember verbatim. However, you remember a lot. Okay, good. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just start this thing on over so that people can hear what's going on. And then we're going to talk about it. So. But because there's four girls there in your face, you're like, hey, let me take advantage. And not understanding that those are four different interactions, four different traumas that you have to deal with, that you're taking on, that you don't even know, that's changing the way that you think, changing the way that you interact, and you have no idea. And then when you're ready to be in a relationship, you really think that girl has values, is going to want you? You just entertain four different spirits who have things that they need to deal with they haven't healed and that now it's been projected onto you and you as a person who hasn't healed who doesn't want to deal with the drama and doesn't want to look yourself in the mirror and look at the things that make you cringe at night and deal with that you're just taking that on and putting that on you and now you're walking to someone who has done the work expecting them to say yes i want to be with you doesn't work that way you look you want a girl <laughs> okay so Ladies and gentlemen, be beginning y'all business, okay? So, fellas, all right, don't be out here playing, doing a lay and play. It's, it's raggedy, it's ghetto there, trust me. I mean, <laughs> you went to college, you know. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I want to I get into these weeds. I want to I get into this thing. So, I guess first question is, um, if we can kind of summarize, we are talking about, again, I have to assume, we're talking about black men and we we're talking about them from the standpoint of the game that we play with, you know, the, the chase, you know, we we're trying to find the one, you know, <clears throat> maybe we don't have successfully participated in the cuffing season. I don't know. Probably not. Um, 
But, you know, beautiful people everywhere. Um, they exist different corners of the world. Out here in Toronto, here in Detroit, um, different parts of the U.S., Chi-Town, Miami, you know, wherever you spend your your summers at, whatever. There's beautiful people everywhere. Um, Jamaica, shout out to Jamaica. Listen, I want to go back right now. Like for the warm weather and for the jerk chicken, I'm a. It was amazing. The jerk chicken quesadillas, folks. We're gonna get into that later. Um, but the, the issue is, I think contentment. I think the issue is contentment. We're we're, and I hate to say we or we are because I'm not out here and playing the game with y'all. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good at home with mine. <laughs> um, but as a collective, as black men, I, I'll take this point of privilege to, um, for lack of better words, take the role of black man in today's society. And I'll take all the burdens and everything as we talk about this. Um, so when it comes to us as black men, we, we, we try to figure out who's the one. And sometimes we think that that means being involved with multiple the ones. And that don't play out well, usually. Mm -hmm. I don't. So have you ever experienced a situation where you were, where you were one of the ones and you had to be like, whoa, chill. Where I was one of the ones, like, in regards to, like, a man just having me and someone else as well? Yeah, like, he was out here like, listen, I, I, there was Brenda, Tisha. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be lying if I said I, I didn't. You know, I wasn't in that position, you know, I think me being in that position has what led me to understanding mental health. It's led me to mental health and, you know, my understanding of it. But I've been in that position and, you know, it, it's it changed me. And, you know, it, it didn't it, it's like I, I look back to that period of my life and it's sometimes I get sad because it's just like. I took on a personality that I wasn't familiar with. I, I, it's like, I didn't know who I am, like certain things that would be a no brainer in regards to just a situation or an argument. Like, you know, I, I just was tolerating certain things and, you know, it just changed me as a person, changed the way that I think, changed the way that I viewed myself. You know, and, you know, there's always, obviously there's other aspects that, you know, come into, you know, you know, influence that situation. But yeah, I've, I've been on that end of the spectrum before and it's, it wasn't the greatest at all, you know, mm. it's taken, you know, and because I said in that video, it changes the way you think it changed the way that I think to a point where I wasn't even comfortable being alone in my authentic self, in my authentic body, with my authentic, like, mind, because mm. it took over me to a point where I just felt like I was, I wasn't living, I was just, you know, playing a role, and I think that's just the issue, that's what I meant by that video, it's just like, you know, entertaining different people, or people are entertaining you, and, you know, you're wondering why are you putting up with certain things when you know, like, you know, better, there's certain things that you're doing and you would never do these things and, or the things that you're saying, but you don't even believe half the things that you're saying, you know, and 
it's like you become a different person, you know? So, so I've been in that situation and it wasn't the greatest and it took some real self-awareness for me to really, you know, look at myself and, and see the changes that were being made because of that interaction. And I, I wouldn't blame the interaction solely, but a quite a bit of that like interaction, you know, influenced so much that makes me, me, you know? So um, yeah, I've been in that situation. It wasn't fun at all. <laughs> so, and there's much to be said about it, especially from our point of view. Again, I am assuming the role folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, okay, good. Um, it, it is much to be said about it, but I think the most important thing is that our women shouldn't have to go through that. And as black men, we shouldn't have to, we shouldn't be putting people in that type of predicament. Um, and one of the things you said that really struck, you know, struck, I'm not gonna say struck a nerve in a negative way, but it definitely plucked a nerve of mine is about basically they, engage we engage in that type of behavior because we haven't healed mm. whether that be from a past relationship whether that be from uh traumas whether that be from different experiences they may we may experience as like children young boys um maybe past rejections where it was like man skip you then i can have anybody i want bro um and that can literally have an effect like dealing with rejection can definitely have an effect on our dating lives or our selection, if you will, of who we entertain or how many people we entertain at other time. Um, so, I mean, I can't hundred percent speak to that, but what I will say from experience is that, you know, I've approached people, you know, back in my early college day, I slid in some DMs post somebody at a party like hey what's popping and it was like nah you whatever yeah. and it was just like <laughs> at first it was complex like wait on me like wait a minute like yeah. whoa like uh, why you know what I'm saying that was one of the first times when I realized that it is not meant for men to have every woman in the world mm. and I had to adapt to that because if I didn't, I think that would have affected my dating life in a whole different manner. And, um, you know, you know, temptations in college, you know, you, you have people all around you, you know, you make those little parties, you know, you from the dorms, then you find, then you from the dorms, then you find too. Um, but wouldn't, you that, say that it, wouldn't you say that it took a great amount of self-awareness? Like it took self-awareness for you to realize, like, yo, like I can't have everybody out here, you know? Yeah, I didn't realize that until like maybe like 2008, 2009, though. When I started college in like 2007. Mm -hmm. um, I was, you know, actively trying to like date and or be somebody's boyfriend mm -hmm. since like 2000 and let's see. I'm not sorry. I'm old. <laughs> 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 think about this week, like I'm old. Like eh, I can't remember the age. Um, I think I started like you know trying to pursue having girlfriends or going on dates. Maybe like uh, 14, 14, 15. No, no, yeah, about 13, 14. 
um, by middle school, high school. And, you know, even at that time, you know, as a young boy, it's just like, oh my God, you're young. You're like, man, people everywhere. Like, yeah. dang, like, can I, can I get a hug? Let's start with, start with a hug, you know. You want to get that hug. You, you get that one hug, you like, your confidence go up. Then you get another hug, you go a little deeper. And then, like, after that, you like, I'm about to reach in for the kiss. And it's like, whoa, 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 big fella, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, but it comes from that. You know, it, it starts there. And I think your confidence from, like, that very first, like, person you had that ideal crush on, um, that first interaction shapes your confidence. Whether that if it's shot or if it's a yes. If it's a yes, then, you know, there's always this playing the dozens thing where it's like, all right, well, who else can say yes? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. I got multiple hugs. I got multiple numbers at a party. All right. <laughs> Mac and rent hanging, right? That whole deal. And as you fast forward through life, some people never get out of that game. Mm-hmm. So then they out here playing the dozens when they like, 30, <laughs> 40, mm-hmm. I seen 50, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I was grateful that I got my first no very early. <laughs> um, I wasn't always this brown skin and this hair and, uh, you know, whatever people see. I don't know. Whatever my wife sees, we'll go with that, right? Yeah. It wasn't always that. Um I was a kid with the big nose and the big belly. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to come back from that. It was like, well, nobody likes whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't successfully like start really, really like having a girlfriend. So like since I think I had one in eighth grade, we broke up. I don't think I really dated nobody again until like maybe 11th grade, like <laughs> wow. 10th, 11th grade. You know, I was an ugly kid for a minute. I, I, I ain't see myself the way I needed Huh? The glow up season didn't happen to Yeah, it 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 didn't, you know, all this didn't really develop at the same time. It was like big head and head, and it was like little thing, big belly, and it was like, whoa, whoa, come on, man. Um but it it took some self-awareness, like you mentioned, about like what are my best qualities. You know, some people let's be real. And based on your conversation earlier from the video, from the YouTube video, some people's best quality, whatever, is in the bedroom. So they think. And get real. Yeah. And um, if they think that's all they have to offer, that's all you can offer, mm-hmm. then they're going to try to offer that thing to multiple people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the reason why we mess up. And whatever that reason, whether it's to make ourselves feel better about rejecting the past, um, ultimately I'm getting that. I think sometimes that kind of shapes how we should see ourselves, how other people see us. But what people don't realize, fellow black men out there, is that shapes how people sees us. So, like, if you're at that party and you approach that young lady that you had your eye on and you get the number, good. Big ups to you. But then... <laughs> If you see that other young lady at the same party and you approach her, mm-hmm. 
there's two things that possibly happened already. Mm-hmm. The girl you were approaching seeing you approach her. Yeah. Or the young lady that you walk into, the young lady you got the number from now sees you. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, he just didn't say that to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And now you're putting all your energy into multiple things. Mm-hmm. Here at the tender age of 32, I can't do multiple things at one time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When I'm cooking, I need to just be cooking. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm because the stove is right there, I might be able to pop this in the oven, let that do that thing over there, put this side right here in the hot on the uh on the super burner and prep my vegetables, whatever, for the later thing. There is no way possible that I can cook all that at very at one instantaneous moment. Mm-hmm. Relate that to dating and whatever y'all want to call it. <laughs> wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> it is no way possible yeah. for you to properly manifest a relationship, a situationship, etc. with multiple people at the same time. Because everything won't get the same seasoning. You know what I'm saying? Like everything won't get the same cook on it. It won't get the same attention. It won't get the same, you know, marinade. You know what I'm saying? It won't get the same love, affection, and attention. And that's what I think part of it you were saying. Um, but more so because you're the source here. I I am just trying to advocate for the black men when it comes to the do rights and the do wrongs. Oh, absolutely. Um what my question is, I guess, to you is since we're on the wrong part, mm-hmm. I think I got one of them. What are some things that you think that us black men do wrong when it comes to, you know, saying, hey, girl, how you doing? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I love me, my black men, so I don't want to ever feel like I'm don't bash us now. Wait a minute. Whoa. <laughs> A black, I'm not a black man uh, basher at all. Okay, good. Um, but I can't speak for everybody, but I, I've, I've noticed that, you know, one thing is just being like straight up. Like if it's, if you want something out of this interaction, tell me. And I think where some of y'all go wrong is you, you want your desired response and you know that what you're looking for may not um, be received well or may not be wanted by let this woman. So you switch and you flip the script just to ensure that you know your desired or your intentions are met. So for example, if it's sex that you want, that is fine, but be upfront. But most you know men are not upfront with these women because they know that if they came out and said, you know what, I'm just looking to have a good time and you know have sex here and you know here and there they know that it's going to desire or it's going to you know produce a negative may produce a negative response which will lead to them not getting the desired you know outcome that they they want so they mm-hmm. just they either lie about it or they just kind of flip the script just to ensure that you know the outcome is always in the nature and and i i don't like that you know so i i i, I had a guy you know um come up to me straight up and said you know what look I'm just looking here I'm just looking for sex um but I will do want to get to know you but I I am definitely just looking for sex so I said you know I said you know what I rate you for actually 
being intentional and telling you what it is that you're looking for. Like I rate you. However, that's not what I'm looking for. And as soon mm -hmm. as he, I told him that I wasn't looking for that, he flipped the script and said, okay, you know what? Hold on. Like, what if we left this off the table for now? And I was like, no, no, no. Like, say what you mean, mean what you say and stand by it. Like, you don't have to flip it, but now you're flipping it because you know that you're the outcome that you want is not, it's not going to produce the outcome that you want. So now you're here changing it. So it make, feels better to me um, mm -hmm. just so you can get what you want. And I was like, no, no, no. I, and I told him like, no, mean what you say, say what you mean. And I'm pretty sure that there's a lot of women who want exactly what you're looking for. Like, don't change because I don't want it. You know what I mean? And I think that's just the issue that I'm finding. I'm like, mm. I don't want to have to go through an entire interaction with you just to find out like, look, you had no intentions of trying to start like a relationship with me or wanting to be with me. He was just trying to like, he was just trying to smash. And, and that's all he ever wanted. But he's mm. telling me something different because he knows that if he tells me something different, it's going to produce his desired outcome. So I think for me, that's just one of my big issues because I think I've been in situations where like people weren't straight up. So when people are straight up with me, it allows me to trust them more, you know? So, and we, as people, we're not always going to see eye to eye and want the same things. And that's, that's the thing about life. It's, it's part of life. You're not going to agree with everybody. You're not going to disagree um, with everybody. Like you're just going to have different values, different opinions, and that's great, but just stand behind them and don't, you don't have to manipulate, you know, your values or manipulate, you know, the situation just so you can get, you know, your desired outcome. It doesn't have to work that way and it doesn't have to be that way. And when you do that, it causes more drama and more un unnecessary, you know, BS that you have to deal with now, you know, had you just been straight up now, cause you have to deal with the emotional ties, the emotional feelings that are now involved that you weren't trying to get involved with. So, you know, and, and so much more. So it's just so much easier on everyone's parts if you're just straight up and, 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 you know, stand behind what it is that you want, regardless of if you're going to, if it's going to lead to your outcome, your desired outcome or not. I think that's just the main one I mean, yeah, that's one of like the main ones that I find a lot of women are dealing with. But I, like I said, I can't speak for all women, but I've noticed that that was something that I was dealing dealing with myself as well. You you hit on a point. I thought about it, and I, I know Jarelle, you want to jump in here. Um, to me, it seems like uh, it's like a code switching slash manipulation, mm -hmm. and. I think what happens is if you are dating and used to being rejected, right? Um, you rejected for that hug is a, you know, rejected for that hug. Let's, let's be real. Black men love hugs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We want to get the hug. You know, if you get the hug, you feel like you, you could do anything in life. Um, but we get that first rejection. And you had that moment of, why not? Why not me? Uh, maybe you're being your best genuine self. So then there's a identity crisis that happens. Um, mm -hmm. and, and Jarell, if you've ever experienced this, you know, feel free to jump in, but it seems as if like you try, don't work out like you think it does. You say, you know what? You may have one or two reactions. Effort in, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's, 
I hate that response, but it happens a lot. Yeah. Um, in fact, we got to do a better job of protecting the women because that sometimes results in very traumatic outcomes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it may be that, or then it's like, well, what should I do different so I don't get that response again? So some people will try the exact same thing somebody else. And they either might get, again, accepted or rejected. <laughs> and it's a cycle. And they perpetuate that cycle until they get the outcome they want. Mm-hmm. And maybe just in a room for people that just ain't for you, right? Mm-hmm. No, no, we don't go that route. We say, what can I do and say to make this person say it? So we'll come up with the crazy catchphrases, mm-hmm. like, you know, something stupid, like, hey, girl, you need it. You got an inhaler. Why is that? <laughs> Because you got that asthma. It's like, <laughs> what? Like, and for some people, that, that works. It works. <laughs> it, so some people, it works. It don't work for me. <laughs> ain't no work for me. But you, you, you come up with these crazy cat, like, pickup lines, right? So you try your pickup line with this girl. She'd be like, nope. You come pick up line with this girl. She'd like, Hey, you so crazy. And you're like, all right, I made a laugh. I'm in there. Now I can just say whatever. And one of the issues, and you mentioned this, sometimes we're not intentional. We don't tell exactly what we want. We don't tell what we're looking for, either in a relationship, either in a situationship, that night, you know what I'm saying? And we lead this person on. So now we're in it. We're now we're, we're, we're giving her time and attention and energy. When all actuality, you lying about what you really want. I get it. You know, there may be certain physical features that make you attracted to a person. I it happens, human nature. Um, hate it. Um, maybe it's like you hear a conversation and you hear her spitting the raw facts, X, Y, and Z, and you just like, whew. you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe it's an intellectual thing. Um, maybe you seen her in church and you know you seen her worship a certain way, and he was just like, That's that does something to me, it makes me feel good. Like I need that in my life. Um it's just being very intentional about fellas, what y'all want, man. Like yeah. if you say no, er- everybody's not entitled to a yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one way to put it. Uh Jarrell, I think you was about to say something. I, I see you thinking, brother. I see you thinking. Or are you taking yeah, was, it in? I was, I, was, <laughs> I was thinking back to when you first started, George, and you were saying, like, there's a point in life where you always get, like, your first no. You know, everyone can't be a guest. And I think, like, early on, like, just with me playing sports, like, that is what got me used to not being able to always, you know, come out, as you would say, like, victorious or successful, I guess. But, um... You know, getting cut from teams. <laughs> that was definitely that part. Like that that felt worse than um actually getting like rejected by trying to like, ask somebody out <laughs> because like oh, I'm not even good enough to make the team. Like that hurt more than, than being rejected. Um and I would say I remember being in eleventh grade and it was one girl I was like trying to talk to. I got her phone number and it was going on like Christmas break. So you know, Christmas break is like two weeks away because you got like two weeks off from school so I was like all right I'm gonna call you over break you know all that or whatever <laughs> and I remember I had called her and um 
didn't, didn't get her like on the first time I tried to call her. And then like maybe like two days later, um, I called her again. And she was like, oh, I was at the mall, da, 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 whatever. And then we talked for like maybe 10 minutes. She was like, I'm gonna call you back. And then I was just like, you know, she ain't really feeling me, so I'm good. So mm-hmm. it was like, I didn't, I didn't even like try to reach back out anymore after, uh, after like, you know, after like those two or three days. So we get back to school, like starting January, second semester. And she sees me in the hallway and like, she's still like, cool. Like she still gives me a hug and everything. So I'm like, all right, cool. I accept it. Like we just be, we just be friends or whatever. So it was never, it was like, for me, it was just like, I never really understood. And I don't know if it's like, because I had an older sister where I was just like, I always grew up like respecting like women's spaces, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that played a part in like a lot of like my respect for women. Just knowing that like my sister is out here and I don't want nobody to be like dogging and hurt. So I wasn't. That was it never crossed my mind to like dog women like that, you know. So that's just me though. That is just you. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. You know, you know out here in Toronto. Yeah. We struggling. The women and the men were beefing out here in Toronto. So uh it's rough. It's rough out here. So Wow. Yeah. There's always an issue. There's a bit like I said on, you know, the last podcast, there's like I, in my opinion, there's a chasm between black men and black women in the city of Toronto. And it's just like, who's in the wrong? Who's wrong? Women are wrong because they do this, this, this. No, it's the black men's fault because they do this. There's no like accountability whatsoever. So there's always this butting heads. And I'm even seeing it within like people who are not black as well. It's like become like this men versus women thing. So it's like, yeah it's 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 changing the way that it's changing the dating experience out here you know Mm -hmm. so i i've I've, that's what i've grown to see out here you know so yeah i I think it has we can probably be here all night to talk about it however i didn't pay the bills for that long so what i will say is this i think it has something to do last episode we talked about uh last episode was called table for two and we ultimately talked about like what men and or women bring to the table and who's responsible for bringing what to the table, X, Y, and Z. And I think it's a good way to segue into this because I think a lot of the times we get so caught up in who brings what to the table. Like, who should be the provider? Should it be the man? Should it be the woman? Uh, well, I can do this for myself. What can you bring for me? And for me, off rip, that just gives me a disinterest in trying to mess with you. Like, I'm just like, do you only care about what I can provide? Um, because what if I what I can provide isn't like financial? Like what if it's like it's getting warm out, it's getting cold outside, you know what I'm saying? What if it's a cuddle buddy? You know what I'm saying? Uh what if it's somebody that got a good sense of style? Like I can help you pick out that next pair of J's you get. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe it's something like that, but like everybody gets so they make these assumptions about provider, provide, other than nonsense, and it really just turns the whole thing off. Yeah. Um, but I think the ultimate point is I don't think that's just in Toronto. Mm. I think that's all over the world that we live in, especially in the Americas, because uh-huh. I think that of the seven continents, if you will, and in North America, if you will, I think that there's a lot more independence of our women. 
such that there's the autonomy of I can do this for myself. What can you do for me? Because we're in a certain age of time where I can do all these things for myself as a black woman. Right. So now it's like, okay. So <laughs> one smash, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, what are you saying? That? It's just like, you know, but I, I think also Detroit, you know, just is a special place because just as Detroiters, we don't care about what you got. We don't care about how much money you got, the, the buffs on your face, the, the J's on your feet, the coat on your back. You know what I'm saying? I don't care about your profession. I just want to know that you can take care of yourself. Um, you have a means or whatever, and you're a good, decent person. And mm-hmm. they like that's that's all that really matters of the whole situation. Um, I, I think the crucial thing to make sure we tackle here is that everybody ain't for everybody. Everything ain't for everybody. Everybody ain't for everything. You know, we we have a lot more uh, freedom, if you will, when it comes to who we date, whether it be someone that looks like us, someone's a different race than us, someone that's the same gender as us and that is not the same gender as us. We have a lot more freedom to choose and a lot more acceptance to choose in 2022. There's still some very trash people about, you know, who says what should be what and what the Bible says and everything of that nature. Um but we have a lot of traditions that are non-traditions and a lot of non- non-traditions becoming traditions. So a lot of the game has changed. But I think one thing that stays the same is there should be a commonality of respect, continuous love for one another. And just at the end of the day, just people building people up again. Um, that's as best and succinct that I can put it. Yeah, um, get it right on the nail. And, um, you know, when it comes to entertaining multiple people, I listen, let me tell you, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to jump off the pot of black men everywhere. Okay. I'm going to just jump back in my skin. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am lazy. Okay. I cannot even think multiple thoughts. I can't even remember if what lied and told Elena if I don't wash the clothes or not. Okay, how am I keep up with multiple people? Mm-hmm. I can't even keep up with all my friends. No, <laughs> I can't. You know what I'm saying? It's hard. Like, to keep up with multiple women? No, I'm good. That's me. So, in order for me to give my best to one person, I'm going to do what? Give my best to one person. I'm going to focus on that person. And contributes to that happiness, contributes to my own happiness, address my things, and be my best black genuine self. Yeah. And hopefully that's enough. If it ain't, then the probably person's probably not for you. And that's okay too. There are many fish in the sea. And if you're not looking for fish, there are dogs in the in the walking around. There are cats in the alleys. <laughs> there are Snakes at the pet store. There are monkeys in the jungle. That's the Do whatever thing. makes you happy. Like, mm-hmm. don't go wasting somebody's time. Mm-hmm. Like, don't just just don't. We this twenty twenty two. You know, if if it was only that easy, just 
for people to just do see you know there's so much things that, you know are involved the ego is an amazing thing i'm telling you ego is a this is a big thing it's, it's huge um beyonce said it um <laughs> however that's why we're here to redefine man up probably for the culture mm-hmm. um and if it means we got to get in somebody big old black ass business that's what we gonna do here on this lovely platform we call them in some podcast i don't mind <laughs> um breaking down narratives we trying to sh- reshape what black men look like and sound like in 2022 at least now because it's 2022 Mm-hmm. And um, you know, hey, listen. Yeah. Sometimes the best thing you can do is work on yourself until the end of time. And then when it's time, I promise he or she gonna walk down the street. You are gonna be like, dang, yep. I need her. I need him. Yep. What's popping? <laughs> Brand new whip. I'm walking. Like you gonna walk with me? What's good? <laughs> Uh, but anyway, um, so in a sense, I, I guess if we had to close that part of this discussion, Brittany, um, I think we shared a lot of gems. Mm-hmm. What is one thing that you think that us as Black men should continue to do when it comes to being a better spouse, a better partner, a better potential spouse or partner? Work on yourself. And when I say work on yourself, I don't mean in the physical, I mean in the mental, you know? Yeah. You know and this is why podcasts like yours is so, is so important because, you know, we're just finding out this pandemic this year alone, like, you know, Black men have been, you know, are the, the, the cause of the most suicides, you know, in this year alone. And that is alarming. And when I think about that, it makes me think of someone carrying a heavy weight on their back for years. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the funny thing about that is it's like society doesn't even do enough to acknowledge the burden that most Black men go through. And even with that, sometimes women don't even acknowledge the burden that Black men go through because mm. we've all been kind of you know, we've all been, you know, told that, you know, Black men should suck it up. They should, you know, not be emotion. They should be emotionless because it's, you know, emotion is a female trait. And that's working to your disadvantage. And as someone who's worked on myself, the freedom that comes with releasing such baggage, you can't pay for that. And I only want the same for Black men. I only want the same for, to, for them to, to release the burdens, the things that, you know, the things that really rob them of joy. And like you stated earlier, that could be things from childhood, that can be rejection from a relationship that, you know, really meant a lot to them. It could be, you know, being rejected from a particular, you know, job, an identity crisis, whatever it, it is. I want Black men to start taking the time to heal themselves and, you know, dealing with the traumas they have, you know? And it's, it's, it's not a comfortable process. It's, it's very uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. But the joy that comes after 
is what you should be, you know, working towards that joy, that freedom of not having to carry such weight around with you anymore. You know, we black women, we love you and we respect you. And, you know, even though society tells us that we shouldn't, you know, we need to do better to ensure that your mental health is equally as, you know, important as ours. And I think for me, that's what I feel like black men can do better. Just take the time, work on yourself and deal with whatever traumas that is robbing you of your joy. Cause it's just too heavy to carry. It's too heavy of a burden. And y'all too blessed to be really be dealing with all that. So that's, cause once you deal with your trauma you start to experience joy and you start to be your best self, your authentic self. And why would you want to rob yourself of being your authentic self? That part. Yeah. Man, listen, <laughs> let this be a public service announcement yeah. right here on the, the, the 22nd day of the second month of the 22nd year of the 2000s. <laughs> okay. Black men, we want better for you. Mm-hmm. You always see yourself to take care of yourself, to love yourself. Um, black women, you the same. You owe it to yourself to love yourself, treat yourself, and be your best genuine, happy yourself. You know, get the scrub, get the the body scrubs, yeah. get the shea butters, get the hair done, get the haircuts. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, if we can say anything else, mm-hmm. because this is our thing. <laughs> and we have officially got this together in 2022. New merch mm-hmm. coming real soon, okay? Yes. Get the therapy. Buy the shoes. Yep. And love yourself. Well, my drop. That's it. Just gonna drop that mic right there. <laughs> so with that being said, I think we beat that horse right where it deserves to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I got we got we got a few more questions for you because we ain't done yet. We ain't, we ain't finished kicking with you yet. You know what I'm saying? We gotta we gotta you know make sure you're a human being. It's like one of those bot checks. Make sure you're not a robot. <laughs> I promise. And so. This is what we call the wild card, right? All right. So this is any and everything that we may want to ask people. But some people, somebody may be out there right now like, it's this young queen in Toronto. I'm trying to get to know her. But I don't know what dumb questions to ask. So we're going to get the questions out the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call it. We're going to stick to it, right? Do it. Um, so I'm gonna start. Jarrell will continue, and then we'll we'll get into it that way. Um, <laughs> I don't like that laugh. <laughs> Why gym that? shoes <laughs> or heels? Oh, gym shoes, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because I don't even know if I should be exposing myself like this. Listen, listen, kick it on the couch, man. We family. So, I, <laughs> cannot walk in heels i could walk in wedges like a thicker heel but when we're talking about those beyonce stilettos oh no so gym shoes i just want to walk comfortably i don't have to worry about my feet so gym shoes all day mm. i know okay. i was a tomboy at heart um when i was growing up i was a tomboy um I use that word very lightly, but I was sweatpants, 
gym shoes, um, all of that. So I didn't really do the heel thing till high school. And that was like prom. So like, man, I, take these off. Yeah, yeah. Where, I'll, where I'll my wedges is at? But I'll carry them gym shoes in the back of my car, like ready to go. So Fair. I was going to be gym shoes. Fair enough. Trail yeah. the floor is yours. So who would you say is the most influential person in your life? influential I would have to say my mom Mm -hmm. and I know that's a cliche answer but you know as I got me and my mom used to butt heads all the time you know she's a single parent and everything and we used to butt heads but it wasn't until I got older that I realized and I I understood her story I, I I said to myself the strength that you have to have to leave your home country at 23. And I remember where I was at 23. I, I just, I felt like I was a baby. But to leave your family, your friends, everything you know, leave your home country, go to another country, and you work your ass off, and you re-educate yourself, and you start from the bottom, and you literally work your way up, and then you gotta raise two kids on your own, and then make multiple sacrifices on top of that with no support with postpartum not even being a thing and mental health not even being a thing it blows my mind and I I don't think I could ever do that ever even now to to relive her 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 steps and the, the strength that my mother has is out of this world so if anybody I would say is more is is the like the most influential person in my life, it would be her because she taught me, she gave me strength. And that strength has led me to where I am today. All the times I wanted to give up and wanted to throw away my dreams and, you know, not become a lawyer because it was too hard or this, or, you know, she just came in and saved the day. So just with, you know, just with a pep talk. So I rate her. 100 so she would be definitely an influential person the most influential person in my life for sure awesome mm. i'm about to cheat a match too <laughs> so you said gym shoes what's your okay. favorite gym shoe okay so i have to okay okay so based on the shoes that i've i've, I've been wearing i've noticed a common theme a reoccurring theme and mm-hmm. i've noticed that theme, don't judge me, but it's Adidas. I have like all these pairs of Adidas shoes and I don't even know why I buy them, but I'm on my like sixth pair. I don't know the name of it, but it looks nice. <laughs> don't, I told you not to judge me, but- uh, I, I'm laughing with you, this is great. No, because you just hold up, you just held up a purple shoe and I can't even name it so this right now and well I guarantee you it is not an Adidas shoe no it's not not Adidas at all no I I if I'm being honest I'm not a shoe person I if I if it looks good on my foot I'm buying it that's just where I am I'm not a shoe collector unless it's like you know going out shoes or boots so oh yeah, I'm more of a like a heel boot or a wedge boot or just 
anything that looks like fashionably nice. But if we're talking about like an actual shoe addict, no. <laughs> so you just call me an addict. I take that personal. No, I'm playing. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, girl. Uh, it's okay. I, I had a period of time where I was hugely as deep as then. No pun intended. Checks over stripes. I'm sorry. It's just, yeah. it just is. <laughs> it, it really just is. Um, Nike's not bad, but Adidas got it. Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they got me. I don't know how. I still don't know how. But well, I know how. <laughs> Trust me, I know how we get into a how. But anyway, um, okay. So sports or no sports? It depends on the sport. But What's your favorite sport? Basketball. Facts. Yeah. Shout out to the team that beat the uh, Golden State Warriors in 2019. You know what it is. Oh, you know boy. what it is. I was at that parade. I was at that parade. Oh, my gosh. Listen Here we to go. me. <laughs> I spoke oh, to Siakam. I love him. Um, Jarrell, come back. Listen, I got Kyle Lowry jersey in my room. Let's go. Respect to the Toronto legend, Kyle Lowry. Yes. Okay. I know. Jarrell does not like anything about that year because he is Golden State till he dies. Okay. Oh, I know that was painful. I know that was painful for you. I was actually yeah. in Windsor when um it was we very were playing painful. the games and we just went off. That was a beautiful, beautiful day. The whole country of Canada just went nuts. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, Kawhi left us. I'd rather lose to Toronto than Cleveland. Pardon me? I'd rather lose to Toronto than Cleveland. Uh, Toronto deserves that. Okay. okay. I'll take that. You're not missing <laughs> Toronto. It's okay. Well. Not at all. All right. So, I'll let you have that. I love but... Vince Carter. Vince Carter, was, he's my favorite dunker of all time. Vince Carter, is it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We, we loved him down here. I mean, he was the first person where he can go anywhere, like literally anywhere. And he was treated like a king. He was in like, we loved him. He was in, we, they incorporated Vince Carter into all the school curriculums down here. He would come visit all the schools. I mean, it was intense. Vince Carter was, Kawhi could have been that, you know, we were giving him free jets and houses down here. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting ratings from the prime minister and everything, and mm-hmm, that wasn't mm-hmm. enough. But it's okay. I'll allow him. He wants to go to the Clippers. All right. But he should have stayed in Toronto. He should have. I'm just saying, we could have run it back. Yeah. But, like, you know what? I, I forgive him for that. You know, we could. It was his loss. Yeah. But then it makes me realize, did he really want a ring? Because if it was about the ring, he could have stayed for just one more year. But I've had mm-hmm. that conversation conversation <laughs> with several people and <laughs> i could go all day yep yep we won't rehash that <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah i wouldn't say i'm like a basketball head i think more so um i'm more of a toronto raptors head like i, I, I love no wrong with that i love my raptors no wrong with that bad, i love them. detroit versus everybody Good you know, and we bad. And we sound, I know you guys hate us. They're that entire year. See, 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 baby girl, listen, we're not going to do it. Right. <laughs> we're going to skip right on past this because I don't like this. I don't like this energy. 
You, you out here, you out here just not here. I can take the Golden State slander. I can take that. But I ain't taking no Detroit slander. You keep that. You still, the border is still up. Stay there. <laughs> Damn it. Anyway. <laughs> hard liquor or wine? Wine. All day. Wine. What's your favorite one? I can't pick just one. There's a lot. There's that. There's a. If your last type of wine you had. J Lore. Um, it's called. It's a Cabernet red. Like it's a red wine. It's Cabernet. It's right in the middle between um, sweet. It's not sweet. It's like really in the, the middle. Okay. Um, not too dry. Not too sweet. Just perfect. Um, I can't do the hard liquor anymore. I was. You know, college took that out. Listen, I can't do that. And I'm a Jamaican, so we we live by that white rum. So I can't do that at all. I like to just, you know, mellow out and just have my glass of wine and just, you know, be a little bit bougie. And and that's it. I may have I may have bought some two-year Jamaican rum back from Jamaica. I might have done that, but uh, more to, more to come on that. Slip um, slow, please. Don't Jamaican rum is nothing to play with. Nothing. No, that's why it's gonna last the next three years. <laughs> oh, it is, <laughs> if not four. I learned the hard way, so I, I yeah, you. I'm still recovering. Oh, um, Android or Apple? Apple all day. Apple hit. Got it. Um, we're gonna wrap this thing on up. Let's wrap this. We're gonna try to get to this hip hop or RB. 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 I love a good I mean, I love a good melody. I love a good melody. And you know, I'm I love the 90s RB period. You know, that it was just stellar you know that's my go-to you know all them groups that's how I always I always go back to them so mm-hmm. such a great period you know and if I hear it I'm very weird with music I feel like when I listen to a song it may not be the great way to you know I guess listen to music but you have the first 10 or 15 seconds to impress me I know it's mm. weird. And it can be within the melody or something that's said or the vibe, but you only have 15 seconds. And if I'm not feeling it in the 15 seconds, I'm out. And I've, I've, I've definitely passed on a lot of good songs with that method. So it's not concrete, but that's what I've been doing uh, for a good period of time. <laughs> R&B all day. So Jarrell, what's the other question? Oh, um, the question I had was, uh, since you selected R&B, uh, what would be your favorite artist or group? Okay, so I know it's immature, not immature. So since I was in the sixth grade, right up until I was maybe 22, I had the biggest crush and loyalty to Omarion. I loved him. And I loved all his music. Um, but since I'm grown now, <laughs> um, I, if I'm being honest, I wouldn't say I have 
a favorite artist, but I do admit that Lucky Day is someone that I really, really rate. Um, I love his music, definitely feeling his vibe and the way that he sings, the melodies, the lyrics. So him, uh, Jasmine Sullivan is another one. Been watching her since she came out. Um, top two, definitely. Um, it's between those two. I think we're going to see who's going to be at that concert, Jarrell. Just saying. <laughs> She's going to be creeping up like, oh, my God, that's my jam. <laughs> definitely. Um, last two, last two, last two, last two. Um, your favorite thing to either cook or eat. See, I like food that tastes good. So if it tastes good, I'll eat it. Um, but um, my go-to is Jamaican dish, oxtail and rice and peas. Mm. That just hits in a way that doesn't just, it gets me every time, every single time. I just love it. It's such a, it's a staple in Jamaican cuisine. And I mean, I don't know if you got a chance to try it while you're in Jamaica, but. Oh, but I did. Okay, so you know what it is. You know there is a difference between having Jamaican cuisine in the states oh, yeah. versus having Jamaican cuisine in Jamaica. There is a big Huge. difference. Huge. Now, what I will admit to that jerk chicken, Jarrell, you got something, brother. You got something. I'm I'm not just hyping you up. You got something, bro. You got something. But I. I had proper rice and peas mm -hmm. with oxtails in Jamaica. It was a reservation we had, and I had it, and I was like, okay, I like rice and peas. It's yeah. it's good. They seasoned it right. It was right. We good. Yeah. Stuff I had not long before that, <laughs> not knocking my Detroit restaurants, but that wasn't it, bro. Don't do that oh. again. Yeah. Um we did bring back some Jamaican beef patties. They're currently in the fridge. I can't wait to put them in the air fryer. Um, um, game changer. Uh, Jarell, it's on you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. Hit her hard. <laughs> Hit her hard. This is one that Richard all This is a hard one. <laughs> oh, I don't like the smile. Uh, Hit it. Choose. <laughs> Choose between a dream career or a dream place to live. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> ha, I can answer that one. Here we go. The dream career, it would be the dream career because the dream career will allow me to have enough money to get the dream place to live. Boom. Cheated the system. <laughs> I mean, the that's fine. You know, but what's the dream career? Um, the dream career is to be, you know, a well practicing lawyer, like corporate. I'm still debating, like I'm still finding myself taking my time and, you know, figuring out myself. But it would definitely being it would definitely be to be a lawyer for my people you know mm. in some way shape or form people can come to me and be like oh how do I do this I'm like all right this is what you do done you know just 
I'm still trying to figure out which law, um, but it would definitely be, you know, to be a, a lawyer for my people in any way, shape or form, you know, and that's just what it is. Big um, facts. Well, I'm going to speak life into that and I can't wait to catch up with you as soon as you pass that bar exam and you get that, that professor, that, that field, that office, that office with your name on the front for the law firm itself. Yeah. Um, we're just going, just going, just why not? Take it. Yeah. You get blessings. Jarrell, you get blessings for the next 10 sneaker app drops, all that. <laughs> That's how we come in 2022, baby. And I will be able to actually hit on the sneakers at once in my life. So with that being said, um, Brittany, we thank you. I know this virtual space sucks because I like hugs. Um, however, uh, we appreciate you coming all the way from Toronto to kick it here in Detroit with us, um, virtually, of course. And um, yeah, welcome to the Mental Matters community. It's good to have you here. And uh, yeah, feel free to always bring your, bring your good slippers and come kick it with us anytime. Absolutely. Thank you for inviting me. I, I love the space. I love you know, what you have here and it's only going up from here. So, you know, you, you know, blessings onto you. Keep doing Listen. your thing, you know, keep doing your thing. It's great. And we need more of it. So, you know, <laughs> drop them over here. Blessings right here. Thanks. <laughs> um, so that makes another episode of the mental matters podcast. Um, before we wrap this thing on up, Jarrell, is there anything that you need to unpack and unload as we uh, decompress and get up um, out of this space, man. I'll just say everyone continue to spread laughter and mm. spread love. That's great. I'll take that. For all Mental Matters things, feel free to check out the website, mentalmatterspod.com. We are on all forms of social media, as far as Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even TikTok. Yeah, I said it. Um, Brittany, if the people want to holler at you, hmm. how can the people holler at you? If they want to get in contact with me, you can hit me up on Instagram, underscore Britchan, so B-R-I-T-T-C-H-A-N. Or you can hit me up on Twitter, which is same thing, underscore B-R-I-T-C-H-A-N, where you'll see me just voicing my opinions on a lot of things that are happening, you know, hmm. with life and, you know, the community so yeah hit me up big ups big ups wild on wild on wild on yes <laughs> all that information will be in the description box if you will um make sure you guys are drinking your water moisturizing the insides and again remember at the end of the day get to therapy buy the shoes and love yourself that's it yeah. all right y'all stay up Bam. Yeah. yeah, your mental matters, mental matters, 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 yo. Your mental matters ain't a simple pattern. We need to have a central chatter. Food for thought, grab a platter. My mental ain't for rental. I'm essential, man, it's simple. I'm a ripple in the rip, though. I don't want to sick my ship, so gotta know your mental. Black life is hard, I don't resent, though. Feelings really real, we should present those. Talk about it, you should know your mental matters. Your mental matters, mental matters, yeah.